0: that's what I'm talking about. You you didn't get the memo. I'm family, right? So when family comes, that's what you do. Praise God. I am so thankful, grateful to your pastors for inviting me. I tell you, another sister from another mother up down south. Hallelujah. God is so good. We had a good time in the word and I'm just believing the Holy Spirit that he's going to do the same. Are you believing God with me? You believing God with me? All right. All we need is two believers, right? Bible said, all I need is two. So all you need to say is preach, preach, just say it. Come on now. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for these people. We thank you, Lord God, for these pastors. We thank you, Lord God, for the anointing, oh God, that is in this house. And even in the house we were in this morning, Lord, the anointing is flowing because you, oh God, have a plan and a purpose for us meeting this time, this place, this season. And so we give you the glory because it's all about you anyway, Jesus. It's all about you, Lord God. So we bless you. Lord, help me to deliver this word, oh God, because you know every hear, ear that needs to hear it and every heart that needs to receive it. I don't know them personally, but you do, Lord God. So you fix it. When it comes out of my mouth, you take it and, 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 and touch their ears and minister to their hearts as you want them to receive it. In Jesus' name we pray amen amen and amen i'm coming from uh we don't know where we're going we're just going to trust the holy spirit okay we're, we're uh, starting in the scripture first samuel chapter 30 i told pastor at the other church you know he's all electronic and all that i have my holy bible did you see me walk up with my holy bible and so i told him next time i come on be all electronic you're going to see me with my tablet up here. I'm going to be just so cute with my tablet. You know I'm going to do that. But today we're going to be in the Holy Bible. And we're in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30. And so whatever you're using, if you go there with me, I'm just going to uh, read a portion of Scripture. And it's talking about David actually. And for those of you who have been saved any time, it's talking about David at Ziklag. So when you look up at me, smile, okay, so I just feel good. So (laughs) it's talking about David, the warrior, when he came out of Philistine. Back to Ziklag. And in Ziklag, that's where his family was. And all of his warriors, all of the men that were with him, you know, David's mighty men, they were powerful. I mean, they were awesome men of battle, awesome men of war. And they came back to their homes. And when they got there, this is what happened. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten, that means wiped it out, Ziklag, and burned it with fire. So when they got back home, their homes were burnt, first thing. And verse 2 says, and they had taken the women captive. They didn't kill any, neither great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So what's what that telling us right there, that when David and his warriors came back to Ziglag, all their children were gone. Their wives were gone. Their, everything in their houses were gone. Right? I like to put flesh and blood on it. Picture you, you there. You come back home. You go on a vacation or whatever you go on. You come back home, and when you get to the door, there's nothing there. Mighty men. I'm talking to the mighty men today. When you get back home, your wife is not there. Your children are not there. No one is there. And you walk through the door and the back of the house is burned down. That's what happened. This is what they walked into. So David came to the city and it was with fire. David's wives were gone and the men began to cry. They were distressed. And David was greatly distressed because the people talked about stoning him immediately. Because of what had happened, they said, you're our leader. You took us out here. We're traveling all over the country with you on these missionary journeys, fighting these wars and all of these things. And now our wives and our children are gone. We are going to kill you. The soul of the people were grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters, but David, the Bible says. But David, like I told them this morning, you need a but God. But David, the Bible said, encouraged himself in the Lord. Because David knew something. He knew his God. He knew who he believed in. And the Bible said he was fully persuaded That even though this was facing him, his God was bigger than his situation. Hallelujah. No matter how bad it looked, his God was bigger than his situation. Hallelujah. And that should be our testimony this morning. My God is bigger than my situation don't know everything that you're going through, but God knows everything that you're going through. He knows everything that you're facing. He knows everything that that's going on in your life. But I came today to give you a word of encouragement. But God is greater and bigger than your circumstances. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> David, stop crying. Do you know there's a time in your life when you need to stop crying? David stopped crying and said, wait a minute. Who am I? Who is my God? Uh Uh-oh, I feel my help coming on. He stopped and said, who is my God? The Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. He began to say, he was with me. When I killed the lion, hmm, he was with me when I killed the bear. He was with me when we made sweet melody out there with the sheep. He was with me when we began to talk in the midnight hour because I was there alone. You remember when even Samuel came to anoint David as king, he was out there by himself because his family didn't even want to be bothered with him. His father didn't even tell the prophet Samuel that he had another son until Samuel asked, well, is there anyone else? Because I know God sent me here to anoint king, but I've gone through all of your sons and God has said, they're not the one. Is there anybody else? And his daddy said, what well, David. Get out there in the field with some sheep. And God said, he's ah, he's the one. I want to let you know this morning, you may be where you are, but God said, you're the one. Woo, hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. You don't even have to impress your dad. As long as God is impressed with you, come on somebody, you're the one. so David remembered what was going on. Why? Because David had relationship with the Lord. When I was praying about what I need to talk to you today, uh, the Lord gave me a word, trust. Actually, he gave me a word, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. And that's what David did. He began to trust in the Lord when he came to this place. He put himself in remembrance of what God had done for him. He thought about God, who he was, what their relationship was, how that relationship had been built over time. It takes time to build a relationship of trust. Amen? Uh, You don't just trust everybody. I have an issue with people. Say, pray for pray for You know, I don't know where it came from, but it's kind of hard for me to trust somebody. You have to really be found faithful. Because if you mess up, by Felicia. Pray for me that I get delivered from that, okay? Because some people just mess up and they don't mean to mess up. And the Lord wants me to really give them a second chance, right? Because God is a God of mercy and grace and he wants me to be merciful and graceful because I'm a pastor and all of this. And I go, help me, Jesus. (laughs) Because trust is that thing that's earned, right? I don't come in trusting you. Why? Because I don't know you. I cannot trust anyone that I don't know. Because smiling faces tell lies. You'd be smiling in my face and you might be lying. And see, I take you at face value. If you tell me you're this and you're that, I go, good. Because I believe what you say. But then if something happens, and turns that thing. It happens to you too, right? You trusted that person and then they stomped on your trust. But trust, what? In the Lord. That's what David did. And he did it the right way. He built it over time, what? In relationship with the Lord. He started to get to know him. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's the first step. You step into a relationship with him. He invites you to have relationship with him. He invites you to sit, sit, talk, walk, cry. Love with him. He invites you into him. And he is relationship. He is not religion. He is a person. You have relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. David had a relationship with the person of God. And that's who he was depending on in this crisis situation. But he recognized that he could lean into this crisis situation because he had already trusted him back in the day. Come on, somebody. He had already built that trust. It was there. You have those kind of friends. Hopefully, prayerfully, you have those kind of friends that you can trust. Ah. Yes, I used to be a lifeguard for years and years. I know. You said, what? Yes, I did. I was a lifeguard. Also, I was a competitive swimmer. Guess what? I was good. Backstroke. Come on, somebody. But when I taught people to swim, it's like God teaches us to trust. We had a big, huge, huge Olympic-sized pool at our park where I taught them to swim. And on the first day of the lesson, I would take them to the steps of the three feet. And I would have them sit on the steps, top steps. And when you sit on the top step, the water reaches up to the top step, just barely covering it. And then when I had them sit there, I would have them take their hand and get a scoop of water and put it on them. Just easy while they're sitting on that top step. And then I would have them put it on their face. Why? So they could get the feel of the water and they could get the feel of their teacher. Right? I was establishing what? Trust. So when you get saved and you begin to pray and you ask God, oh, help me. And all of a sudden, he answers that prayer when you first get saved. He puts that water on your face to let you know how it feels when you uh, you interact with him that way. And after about a week of doing that, I take them to the next step down. It's a little deeper. The water covers them. This part. But the first step is still there. So if they ever get nervous, they can go back up to the first step. But they're sitting on the second step, and they're covered in the water. And then again, I understand how it feels. And the next step down, the third step, they're sitting at the third step and the water's up to here. But I already know what it felt like on the first and second step. So I'm no longer afraid that something's going to happen because my teacher is there and I could stand up any time on that third step. I still have my footing. And then I have them stand up and lean back into me. And they lean back. And I put my hands under their back. And they're actually laying on my hands. But how many know the water is buoyant? So it will bring you up. No matter how heavy you are, if you learn the rhythm of a float, you can lay on on your back and just be still and float. You won't sink. And I taught them how to lean back in my hand with my hand up under them. And then guess what? After a while, I would remove my hand. And they would be floating on the top of the water. Trust. Trust. And when they recognized, some of them, that they were floating by themselves, like, oh, no. I said, you were doing it. I want to let you know, in your relationship with Jesus, he's got his hand under your back. Oh, glory to God. And when you're walking this walk and you feel like you're floating all by yourself, I want you to know the hand of God is under your back. He's got you. He's got you. And once I taught him to float, I taught him to walk in the three feet. Now you can walk. Guess what? You don't have to worry because you're over three feet tall. You're not going to hell. I right? have them splashing the water on their face. I have them holding on the side of the pool and I taught them how to kick. Safe. Walking in the three feet. Building their trust. Taught them how to do the stroke. Taught them how to breathe in the three feet. Why? Because if I can trust you and learn in the three feet, I'll know what it's going to be in the ten feet. Come on, somebody. So they learned how to swim. I would teach them how to swim back and forth in three feet. Why? Because if anything happened, all they had to do was stand up. in in three feet. So they learned how to swim. They were swimming. And then I'd walk them to the edge. Our pool was ten feet. I'd walk them to the edge and all of a sudden from the three feet there's a slope that begins to go down. And I'd walk them to the slope and then Put my hand under and say, swim it. And see, by that time, it was like, I trust you. I got my stroke. Uh-huh. All right. I got my kick. Come on, somebody, if I could just sit down, I'd show you how to kick, okay? But I got my kick going. And they were gone. Across the 10 feet. Yeah. Why? Because the same principle in the 10 feet, in the 3 feet, We'll work in the 10 feet. It's no different. It's the same because I've already taught you and I missed a couple of steps, but I taught them how to go down, bend their knees and go under the water, know how it feels being under the water, and all you have to do is then stand up. If you're in the 10 feet, you just go down to the 10 feet. It's the same principle. You get down in the 10 feet, water's over your head, you just bend your knees and push up. And guess what? You're coming up for air. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. What are you saying, Pastor C? This same Jesus that walked you through the three feet, took you to five feet, taught you how to swim in ten, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on, somebody. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. My God that had me on the steps, he's got me in the three feet. Why? Because it's the same water. But my God is in control of the water. Come on now. My God is in control of me. That's what David said. He encouraged himself in the Lord that the same God. That was with the lion and the bear. That was the three feet. Ooh, can you get the picture? That was three. I don't know about killing the way past the seat. Killing a lion and a bear, that's probably 10 feet. Because that's huge. But the principle is the same. The principle is the same. Can I tell you the principle is the same? When it looks like all of that that happened at Ziglag, when it looks like there was no hope. When it looked like all was lost, when it looked like devastating news, David said, my God was in the three feet. My God was on the first step. My God was in five feet. My God was in ten feet. And my God will be here now. And what did he do? He went and he called for the ephod from the priest. He said, I don't need to talk to you. I need to talk to God because you're all upset over here trying to get ready to stone me. I need to hear what God has to say. Come on, somebody. Is that what you need to hear today? What God has to say. You know, so often when we go through stuff, we need we call up sister girl. Or we call up brother man, right? And you want, we want to tell them what's going on. When in actuality, our relationship should be so wrapped up, tied up, bundled all up in Jesus. Until that's who I'm going to ask. Lord, what should I do? I want to be like David. What about you? David said, Lord, should I go after them? The Lord said, yeah. Ooh, that made me want to bounce. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm bad. Uh huh. Oh yeah, go after him. And then he said, guess what? You're going to get, are you getting everything that the devil stole from you? Come on, somebody. In Bible talk, he said you're going to recover all. But that's what I said. Everything the devil stole from you, you're going to get that back. But David learned it in his relationship with the Lord. See, that's what we learned it from, saints. Ooh, I was telling your pastors and told those in the first service that when I was praying about uh, coming here and ministering, the Lord placed on my heart, you might have been a God. And the women are not mad because they were here yesterday and they're mighty women of God and they're here in this work too. But the Lord put on my heart, you mighty men of God, because of the expectations that's on your life. You know how you're expected to know it all. You're expected to be all. You're expected because you're what? You're the man. You're the man in the house. You're the man of your situation. You're expected to know it even though nobody trained you to know it. You're expected to know it because you're a man. And the Lord sent me to let you know today that you don't have to know it all. He sent me to tell you you can lift the load. Ladies, you can lift the load. You don't have to know it all. You have to know who knows it all and you have to be in relationship with him because he will tell you just like he told David when you get up close and personal and ask him what should I do? He'll tell you and you'll be able to hear him because you're cultivating relationship, right? Relationship takes time. Trust takes time. That's why you have to spend time with the Lord. That's why you pray. Not just to spend hours doing what the pastor, the preacher told you to do. You spend time because you're building relationship. You can take it in the natural. You cannot have relationship with anyone that you don't spend time with. Am I right about it? You cannot have relationship with anyone that you do not spend time with. And so the Lord is saying, come on in. Let's spend some time together. Let's talk. Amen? Are you with me? And David did. And he said, he recovered all. Oh, that's what happened. And then I thought about David again, even, even this morning, when David went up against Goliath. He went up against Goliath based on the relationship that he had with Jesus. Right? And when he went up against Goliath, it was something very funny that happened. When he went up to talk to his brothers and talk to the men about what was happening, his brother told him, go back home. He ignored his brother. He asked the question, what is to be gained by me fighting Goliath? And his brother said, go away. But somebody else told him. All of the taxes for your house, your family, everything will be paid. Nobody will owe a debt. It will be free and clear. So, And you will get to marry the king's daughter. There was something to be gained from it. David said, this is a battle worth fighting. This is a relationship worth cultivating. I'm fighting this giant because I already have the relationship. And I just want to encourage you this morning. Hallelujah. This battle is worth fighting. Why? Because when you have a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, it will affect your family. When you want to affect your sons, your daughters, your loved ones, the best way that you can affect them is to have a relationship with Jesus. Why? Because it will cause debts to be canceled in their lives that was really attached to them. It will be canceled because you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So the battle is worth fighting for. Relationship with Jesus is worth having. Because how many know you would stop bumping into things, doing things, having to make U-turns, switching, pivoting, all of this stuff. If you just get that relationship and you just ask. He said, acknowledge me in all your ways. I will direct your path. He said, I promise you. He said, I promise. If you ask me, I'll tell you. If you want to know, I'll tell you sometimes we say, "I know I, I I know what to do. I'm a man's man, no, 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 I know what to do." He told me to tell you all the way from l a ask." He said, "Why? Because I want to show you a different way. I know what you've learned, but I want to show you a different way. I want to show you how to maneuver in the three feet. I want to show you how to slide on the step." I want to show you how to step down off the step and step into the water. And when you get high, when you get into the water with Jesus, oh, my God. God, He begins to reveal to you things that you haven't had revealed to you. It'll get so good. It'll be gooder and gooder. You'll be in your prayer room and somebody will say, it's time to come out. You'll you'll say, I can't come out because I'm in the deep water now. We're getting into deep revelation. Come on now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. It's gone from the nursery rhyme in the revelation. Hallelujah. It's gone from John three sixteen. Now I'm breaking down lamentations. Woo! Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now I'm getting bold in the word. And things are happening. Hallelujah. I said things are happening. Things are happening. See, what begins to happen is the miracles that we were singing about, signs and wonders begin to happen. Come on, somebody. When you're in relationship with the Lord, miracles, signs and wonders begin to happen. Because you'll be in your room. You'll be in your house. One of your children may be sick and he'll tell you, go lay hands on them. Uh Uh-huh. I'm talking a different language now, huh? Uh Uh-huh. It's in the Word. It's in the 10 feet. It's in the 10 feet. Can you go with me? It's in the tenthy. It's in that relationship. Why? The Lord said in the word you're gonna lay hands on the sick. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to bring out this big Bible to you? Yeah. He said in his word. What if you can't get to the doctor? What if it's midnight? What if your car's broken? See that pretty girl sitting right there? That's my daughter. She had 103 temperature one night. I couldn't get to the doctor. The Lord said, lay hands on her. I told you could. I laid my hands on her back. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hell. I felt the temperature leave with my hand on her back. Why? I'm in 10 feet. I'm in the relationship revelation. Relationship revelation no Power. We sing about power, we talk about power, but power comes out of relationship with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He said you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost comes upon you, not just to speak in your heavenly language, but to lay hands on a stick, slap some devil out of your house. Take authority in your home. You better get out of here, devil. Do you know who you're messing with? This is my house. You you didn't pay any house note. Get out in Jesus' name. We're to be bold. Relationship, boldness comes out of relationship. He said you can pray bold prayers when you have relationship. He said come boldly to the throne of grace. He said, put me in remembrance of my word. What did I say I was going to do? I said I was going to save your children. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You over here crying about your children. You should be putting God in remembrance of what he said. He said I'm going to save them. So what do you start doing? Call them, say. Come on now. They acting, ooh, we. They tripping, and you look at them and say, "Okay, what you doing?" You say, "They say what?" I'm in mean, the ten feet. You say, "Cause God said, God said, for your husband, God said." A sanctified wife will sanctify her husband. That's the deep water. Come on now. It's time to get out of the shallow. It's time to get in the deep water. It's time to start knowing who God is. It's time to start walking in the power. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Gone is this nabby pamby Thank you, Jesus. No. Hallelujah. I am what I am. I am who God made me. He said I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. He said I could lay hands. Yes He did. Did He do it? Do don't let me pull this Bible down. That's you. That's you. That's you. That's not the pastor. That's not the evangelist. That's not the prophet. That's you. You have the power. You're just unaware that you have the power. You got the plug right here. You just need to plug it in. It's called relationship. (laughs) Hallelujah. You walking around with the plug. Lord, what should I do? Help me, Jesus. Don't you see everything that's going on? Help me, Jesus. He said, you got the plug. You have. You have. You have. You have. Blank. You have. Put your name in there. Blank. You have the power. This is my house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told them somewhere, maybe it was yesterday, the devil is a lie and his mother-in-law too. So what are you saying, Pastor C? Stop believing the lie of the devil. Stop walking around here like you don't know who you are. You're only doing it because you haven't plugged into the power. That relationship. He'll wake you up in the morning and say, do this. You have a plan. Do that. And see, that's what happened. He said, if you acknowledge me in all your ways, I'll direct your path. I'll direct your path. You wake up with your own plan. You don't even know if that's a God plan. You didn't plug it in. Then when it doesn't work out right, you say, Jesus. I want to encourage you today. Hallelujah. It's all about relationship. Say Relationship up close and personal with Jesus up close and personal with somebody you can trust up close and personal with him not disappointing you and some of you said well I prayed that prayer and it, it didn't work he was working it out another way Jesus but see it's built on trust cause see if I trust you I trust the way you work it out are you with me this morning hallelujah we pray, we believe, we receive, but we trust most of all. In front of that, because see, we don't know everything. He does. He's omniscient. He knows everything. So when He works it out a different way, oh my God, trust Him. I remember, my husband wanted this house so bad. We just knew we had to get it, and oh my God, we want this house. We had to have it. And the Lord kept saying no. I said, but Lord, (laughs) we wanted this house. Somebody else bought the house. It was right down the street. Guess what? We can have into them moving in. The whole plumbing in the wall broke. When they got into the walls, the house had burned before and they had patched it to look like it was fresh you know how we love fresh paint you know how we love anything that looks fresh but see what was beneath it was rotten and we were upset because God didn't give us rotten (laughs) but he knew rotten we didn't know rotten some of you are upset because he didn't give you what you want it was rotten it was burned on the inside And he was protecting you. Why? Because he loves you. Why? Because he wants relationship with you. Ooh. There's nothing like knowing Jesus. I am not playing. Ooh. If I could say this. If I could go in your ear. In your heart. There's nothing like knowing Jesus. I promise. I promise you, I take him, he he takes me everywhere we go. He takes me everywhere, and I acknowledge him where I go. Why? Because I'm building on that relationship. I'm going to close with this because I'm, um, I don't know. If you tell me, I believe it or whatever. So I read the word, and it says, Acknowledge me in all your ways and I will direct your path. I read that when I first got saved. So I said, huh, ask him and he'll direct my path. Okay. So that's what I'll do. So you're going to say, you are so silly, you did need not to ask the Lord that. That's what you're going to say when I tell you this. I start asking the Lord, what store should I go to? Okay? And then I would ask him, well, what should I do? What should I buy? All of this. Where should I go? And guess what? He started answering me. And someone would tell me, and I'd be getting ready to go somewhere, and I said, Lord, what should I wear? I acknowledge you in all my ways you would direct my path. You say that's silly. You're a grown woman. You do not need to ask the Lord what what dress you should wear. But see, when you Don't understand the underlying reason that God was cultivating that in me. He was cultivating a listening ear to his voice in relationship. That's what he was cultivating, a listening ear for me, so that like David, I could hear his voice when I ask him. See, and that's what he's going to do with you in relationship with him. Because sometimes you say, I can't really hear God. Start acknowledging him. Start asking him. And then listen for him to speak to you. And you'll begin to hear him. It's just like you hear your children. There's this whole room full of children. If they started crying, I would know mine from yours. Because I know that voice. Hallelujah. So that's what it is. My husband was riding with me one day and we were, ooh, broker than broke. We had $35 to buy groceries. He was, we were on our way to Bonds. I'll never forget it. And the Holy Spirit said, don't go to Bonds. Go to 32nd Street Market. I went, Jesus, take the wheel. I had to tell my husband, we are a block away from Bonds. Now we got to drive to 32nd Street Market with $35. That's all we had. I was praying. Father, touch his heart. Touch him. In Jesus' name. And I told him, honey, the Lord said we were supposed to go to 32nd Street, not Vines. He went, okay. I said, all right then. <laughs> and guess what? 32nd Street Market was having an unadvertised sale that they did not tell anyone about. They had 10 pounds of oranges for like some ridiculous $50. We had bags going into the car with the $35 that we had. You know what I'm talking about. Woo! But understand the principle. You'll get used to hearing his voice when you start asking him. See, we're so used to making decisions on our own and then wanting him to fix it. But if we ask him up front and get an answer, we won't have so many fix situations. That's the Lord. David, a man after God's own heart, he asked the Lord. Every step that he took, he asked the Lord most steps that he took. Because you know he killed Uriah, right? You know he had sex with Bathsheba, right? God forgave him. God forgave him. So I shared with him this morning, that makes room for us. Because if God forgave a murderer like David, that not only caused Uriah to die, but caused the men that were with him. And Uriah was an honorable man. He was an honorable man. He said, I can't go home and sleep with my wife. And the war is still going on. And David sent a letter with him to kill him. A letter with him. How cold is that? David. Jesus came out of the lineage of David. He said, out of your lineage I have kings. This murderer. This adulterer. This man that had relationship with God. This man that was submitted to the heart. This man that knew how to say, I'm sorry. This man that knew how to say, forgive me. When a man is in relationship with God, the Lord, I believe, will make his enemies be at peace with you and will have your house in such a way. Oh, my God, that it'll be like heaven on earth. And it's all about relationship. So you may be like David. You may have been straight tripping, boo. But God. But God. But God. I love you all with the love of the Lord, I promise. I promise. And the word he said was for the men that you don't have to carry all this. You don't have to know all the answers, men. I'm right here for you. If you ask me, I will tell you. If you want me to lead you, I will. If you want me to show you how I love you and teach you how to really love, I will. I will do it. Ladies, Lord, if that's you this morning, you want relationship. You're saved, but you want relationship. You're saved, but you want that power to be plugged in that we were talking about this morning. You're saved. You don't have to run. You won't have to run to the hospital all the time. You, you want to go in there and say, get out of here. Get off my child. Get off my wife. Get off my husband. You want to walk in this word. Just lift your hands this morning. You want to get out into the 10 feet. You're tired of being on the shore. You're tired of being unsure. You're tired of just uh, 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 not knowing in your walk. I believe the Lord sees your hands. And I believe he's going to begin to speak. So get ready to hear. Tune that listening ear in. Acknowledge him. Watch him do it for you. Watch him do it. Watch him do it. Amen. Praise God. You may put your hands down. If you're here this morning and you don't even know this Jesus I'm talking about, but you want to. You want to. I want you to know. There's no better place in this world that you can be in. Because you see the signs. You see what's going on. You see all the craziness. You know this thing is winding down or up, however you want to say it. And the safest place to be is in the arms of Jesus. So if you're here this morning and you want to know this love, you want to know this relationship, With the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And maybe you've even walked away from this relationship. I invite you this morning. To lift your hands and even come down to the altar. So that we could pray with you. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. There's room. There's room this morning. Maybe it's not salvation. Maybe you're just feeling heavy and you want to leave it at the altar this morning. If that's you, he sent me here so that you could leave it at the altar. You don't have to keep it. You don't have to know it all, be all, all of that. You could leave it right here. Say, Jesus, I need you. It's just simple as that. As simple as that. The altar is open. The altar is open. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of trying to figure it out. Hallelujah. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I'm a man, but I don't know. I'm a woman, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm tired of carrying this. I'm tired of everyone looking to me all the time. I'm that one. I'm that one. And Lord, they want me to know the answer, but I don't. I don't. And I want to be authentic this morning. I want to be okay with not knowing. I don't want to have to fake it anymore. I'm tired of faking it as a matter of fact. I don't want to fake it anymore. I want to be okay. I want to be okay. Father God, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, as you're moving along this altar and pastor, as you have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way in Jesus name.